Welcome to Chasing Nichols with your host, Alan Schoenberger. Chasing Nichols is the podcast that helps business owners focus on actions that will have the greatest impact on their business. Now, here's your host, Alan Schoenberger. Hello and welcome to the inaugural podcast of Chasing Nichols. My name is Alan Schoenberger, Certified Financial Planner, Certified Exit Planning Advisor, and founder of Endeavor Financial Planning. I'll be your host as we discuss ways business owners can maximize the value of their business. Whether you are a startup, a mature business, or anywhere in between, this podcast is for you. Before we get started, just a bit of background about the title of my podcast, Chasing Nichols. It comes from a saying in business, chasing nickels around dollar bills. It's basically a metaphor for when business owners lose sight of what's truly important and instead focus on minor details in their business that don't really have a major impact on the growth and profit of their business. My goal is to help business owners focus on the things that are important to their business, not only increasing the value of that business, but also helping them lead a more successful and meaningful life. Most of what I'll be talking about in each podcast that's important for business owners to focus on generally fall into four main categories. The first is your people, right? Everybody from your senior management on down to entry-level employees your operations, basically how your business is run, finance, which certainly includes the revenue and profit of the business, but so much more, including where that revenue and profit is coming from. And then the final is marketing, how your company's perceived in the market, who your customers are, what their impression of your business is, all of those things fall under marketing. Let's get started and talk about revenue and profit. Certainly, all good businesses are going to have positive revenue and profit, and hopefully uh, year-to-year trends where that revenue and profit increases. But just as important is where that revenue is coming from. What's your business model? Is it a recurring revenue business model or a transactional revenue business model? An example of a recurring revenue business model would be a subscription service. One of the streaming services like Netflix or Hulu, where the revenue is consistent and predictable from month to month, as opposed to a transactional revenue model, where the revenue can be haphazard. It may fluctuate from month to month. It could be a seasonal business. And the reason I raise the distinction between a recurring revenue model and a transactional revenue model is that a recurring revenue model business tends to value higher. And of course, the main reason for that is the revenue is more predictable. And even if you're not looking to sell your business in the short term, there are certainly other benefits to having a recurring revenue model. Let's say you're looking to get a loan to help grow your business. A bank or lender is going to certainly look more favorable on a recurring revenue business model for the same reasons. Predictable revenue over unpredictable revenue. And a lender is going to look on that more favorably than, say, a transactional revenue model where the business might be seasonal. 
So basically, I would challenge you if your business is not already a recurring revenue model to try and find ways to shift towards a recurring revenue model. And it doesn't have to be an all or nothing situation. You can just convert some of your business to a recurring revenue model. One great example I can think of a few years ago was when Panera Bread instituted a monthly coffee subscription. You pay one flat price every month and in return receive an unlimited amount of coffee to drink. Panera was smart enough to know it would bring in customers into their stores on a more regular basis and a certain percentage of those customers would purchase other items. So again, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing, even if you can convert a small percentage of your business to a recurring revenue business model, it's going to increase the value of your business and make it look more attractive when you're either looking for a loan from a bank or when you come ready to sell your business. Just as important as knowing where your revenue is coming from, it's also important to know who your customers are. What is your customer base like? Is it a concentrated customer base or is it very diverse? What do I mean by that? Let's use an extreme example where 2% of your customers represent 50% of your overall business. That is an example of a concentrated customer base because a small percentage of your customers represent a significant portion of your sales and revenue. And that can be a detriment to your business because if you lose one of those customers, a huge portion of your business just went out the window. So it's ideal to have a more diverse customer base where no one customer represents a very large portion of your business. And then I would say the same thing about your suppliers or vendors. Ideally, you should not have one vendor supplying all of any one particular product or part that you need to manufacture something. There's certainly advantages to having one main supplier. Obviously, you can negotiate a lower price often, uh, but the, the downside is if all of a sudden that supplier goes out of business or their operations shut down and you can't get that one key item to move your business along, it's going to have a negative impact on your business. Now I'd like to move on to what I believe is the single most valuable asset of your business. And it's your people. Attracting or retaining highly qualified and motivated employees is definitely one of the largest challenges any business owner is ever going to have. Right? So what can you do as a business owner to attract and retain those employees? Well, certainly compensation is the first thing that comes to mind. It is by far, though, not the only reason that employees choose to work and stay at a particular company. I would say the number one reason people leave a company is nothing to do with their compensation. It's the culture of that company. So you need to decide from day one what you want that culture to be. No matter how well you pay an employee, if you have a toxic culture within your company, they're simply not going to stay around for a very long time. But let's go back to compensation for a moment. I'm not only talking about the salary you pay them, but also the benefits you offer. And while we've definitely seen a trend in the last couple of years of employees looking for mental health benefits, benefits that help them learn and grow as an employee, one thing hasn't changed. The top two benefits that employees look for in an employer 
our health care coverage, and some kind of retirement plan. You can no longer stand out by simply offering those two items. It's almost as if they're expected. I'm old enough to remember a time when air conditioning was an option on most new cars purchased in the U.S. That's no longer the case. Now, you don't even ask. It's expected that air conditioning is included as an option on a vehicle. It's the same thing with health care and a retirement plan. Now, not all health care plans and retirement plans are the same. Some are certainly better than others. And if you have a better plan, that can help differentiate you from other employees to some degree. But at the end of the day, you're, you're going to have to look for other benefits in addition to those to really differentiate yourself from your competitors and attract those top employees. And the right answer is going to be different for every company. It really depends on who your employees are and where they are in their life. For example, someone that recently graduated from college may have student loan debt they're trying to pay down, so some kind of benefit that helps them pay off their student loan debt might be attractive to those types of employees. Whereas an employee that's kind of midlife, maybe they're already married, they have some kids, they might be looking for some kind of daycare assistance. So again, there's no one right answer as to what's the right package of benefits to offer your employees. You really need to have conversations with them, figure out what it is they're looking for, and then see how realistic it is for you to be able to offer those benefits. And if you have the right package, you're going to have a highly motivated workforce. And of course, employees that are motivated and happy are going to be more productive in their work. And if you think about it, in many businesses, your employees are coming in direct contact with your customers. Wouldn't you want a happy, motivated employee coming in direct contact with that customer? The third category I want to cover is the operations of your business. And that really covers everything in terms of how you do things. And the most successful businesses have everything documented. It's all written down. And here's the other key thing. Not only is it written down, but it's updated on a regular basis. The two most common things I see from businesses that don't have solid operations is either they don't have them documented or they do have them documented, but they're way out of date and the way they actually do things is not reflected in that documentation. So just to reiterate, you need to have written documentation on how you do everything in your company and it needs to be updated on a regular basis so it truly reflects what's being done. And then the final item is marketing. Of course, it's important because I don't care if you have the best product or the best service in your field. If nobody knows you exist, you're not going to be very successful. And marketing is a huge topic. It covers many things, including who your target customer is, how you're going to reach them, how you're going to persuade them to buy your product or service. It includes market research, generating leads, brand awareness. It's really easy to get lost in all of the 
the tactics that you need to do to promote your business, the one thing you need to do first is come up with an overall strategy. And I've been guilty of this in the past myself. You get caught up in the day-to-day of how you're going to promote your business, such as, oh, I need to be on social media. I need to place an advertisement in a particular publication. And sometimes we do this piecemeal, but there's no overarching strategy. So it becomes disjointed. And we really don't have a cohesive message that we're communicating to our current clients and prospects. And that's why the strategy is probably the single most important thing you need to focus on in your marketing before you figure out what the actual tactics are going to be. That's a high-level 30,000-foot view of the main areas of focus that I will be covering in greater detail each week in this podcast. So just to reiterate, the four main areas are finances, operations, people, and marketing. The one thing I'd like to leave you with today is to challenge yourself. Take a step back, take a hard look at your business, and determine if you're really focused on the things that are going to have a big impact on your business as opposed to the things that are going to have little or no impact. That's all for today. I would love to hear from you what you thought about this so far. If you have questions, comments, you can reach out to me on ChasingNicholsPodcast.com. Take care. The information contained in this podcast is for general information and educational purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for legal, commercial, and or financial advice from a licensed professional review. 